Hi everyone, welcome to the MRP Tech Podcast. This is episode 183. My name is Matt and this is the weekly podcast discussing everyday tech for everyday people. In this week's episode, I would like to uh, talk about something I've been working on this past week. And before I get into that, if you'd like to check out my website, mrptechreviews.com, that's where you can find all of the previous recordings and podcast episodes, anything else that I'm working on as well. So check out that website. You can also go to podnuts.com and check out all the shows on the Podnuts network. Um, so this week I had a couple of things in mind and last week I had mentioned Linux from scratch as a project that I'd like to work on eventually. And um, the problem with Linux from scratch that I keep running into is that there's a whole lot of reading that's involved. And I just don't want to sit down and read through documentation on Linux from scratch. And I've looked at YouTube videos and I've sat down about four times to, to start Linux from scratch. And the motivation just isn't there at this point in time. I really might come back to it very soon. I just uh, have not been feeling motivated as far as uh, to sit down and actually do it. Um, I started a couple of times and just wasn't feeling it. But something else that caught my attention this week, I want to talk to you about. And about a year ago, I had uh, been looking for a project uh, for Raspberry Pi and I installed RetroPie and had a good time um, basically with some PlayStation 1 emulators uh, with retro PlayStation 1 ROMs uh, with RetroPie and it brought me back to some fun games that I played as a kid and um, I didn't really do much with RetroPie afterwards. Uh, The real games that I wanted to play were really not on PlayStation 1 but PlayStation 2 and I played with other emulators in the past, I've I've um, dealt with you know SNES emulators, and um, RetroPie was a great um, tool for the Raspberry Pi. It just didn't work as well as I had expected. Now, granted, back then I was using a Raspberry Pi three. The new Raspberry Pi four is much more powerful, and I. Um, didn't have a Pi 4 available to to try it out on 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 try RetroPie on on the Pi 4. And so uh, not wanting to spend any money right now, um, I was looking for a project to get into um, to sort of fill up some time. Um, and I, I really wanted to get back into playing some games a little bit, just a little bit, not 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 really a whole lot. So I started looking into PlayStation 2 emulation and realized that Raspberry Pis weren't really all that powerful enough to handle uh, PlayStation 2. Now, I'm not a gamer per se. I In the past, I played games a lot. I really don't have a whole lot of time to, to play games. But with the, um, you know, the whole situation with COVID-19 and being at home a little more than, than I have been in the past, um, I was just kind of curious on, on what I could do. So um, one of the things that I did is I went to local store and I picked up a DualShock 4 controller okay now i haven't had a playstation since playstation 2 um, but i have played playstation 3 and 
Um, what I wanted to do as an experiment, I, I uh, in the past I've used a DualShock 3 controller with the RetroPie and it worked. I was borrowing it from a friend, it worked, and I wanted to check out to see if the DualShock 4 would work in Linux. And um, there's a couple of things that I had to do first in order to get that PlayStation 4, okay? Uh, controller to work in Linux. So I'm gonna show this now. Um, in, in order to work uh, PlayStation 4, you need a uh, you need to download DS4 DRV. Now, what that will do is um, it's all done in the terminal, and uh, you have to install the um, i386 architecture, so 32-bit architecture. And um, the other thing that you have to do is you have to install uh, Python 3-pip. And um, this is the way to get to DS4 DRV. So you do sudo pip DS4 DRV. And I realized that I was installing Python 3, so it's actually pip 3. So sudo pip 3 DS4 DRV. And that installs it. Um, and then you you um, do the uh, the setup, and what I was expecting was I was expecting to have to use a micro USB cable uh, attached to the the controller itself, and that was what I had to do with the DualShock Three controller back in the day when I did this about a year ago. Um, so in the documentation, it mentioned the fact that. Um, what I would have to do is in this setup, I would have to go into a terminal after this is all set up and I'd have to run something called DS4 DRV dash dash Hydra. And that would allow me to plug in that micro USB cable um, and into the controller and have it recognized. And so what happened is when I did that, it, it wasn't recognized at all. And um, I was fully expecting that the Bluetooth connection was not going to work at all. So I was trying to get the wired um, connection to work. That did not work and I was getting a little frustrated and I thought that I was gonna have to return the controller. And basically what, um, what happened is I just finally decided to do the command just for the Bluetooth. And when you do that, what happens is it starts scanning for devices. So I have to hold down the um, PlayStation button and the share button until it starts to um, flash. Now I'm gonna keep holding it down. Uh, and then all of a sudden it started scanning for devices and it's picked up the device. Uh, and now I can use the PS4 controller uh, on Linux. And so what I did is um, I I looked into a PlayStation 2 emulator for Linux, and it turns out there's a project that's also available for Windows. It's called PCSX2, and it's an emulator for PlayStation 2. Now, PlayStation 2 was kind of where I, I stopped gaming. Um, I, I played Madden and a few other games on PlayStation 3, but I hadn't really done a whole lot of gaming on PlayStation 3. 
So a lot of my favorite games are on PlayStation 2. I still own the games today. I still have them. They're in my closet on my shelf. And uh, at this point, I, I kept my favorite ones. Um, and um, there's there's some legality things about this, but I still own my PlayStation 2. And there's a few things that I did in order to make this work. Um, so there are ways around these things, but that then the legality kind of gets a little bit questionable. So... Um, so PSX X2 was just something that I wanted to spend a little time on. It's not something that I'm going to use every single day. Um, and ROMs for this are available online. I own the games. And what I actually did is I actually used Brazero and made uh, ISO files from my games and then um, loaded them that way. And there are directions on the internet how to do that. So... Um, you know, um, I didn't have to use any ROMs or anything like that. So, PS PCS X2 is the PlayStation emulator, PlayStation 2 emulator, um, and and basically what you need to do in order to uh, use this, uh, you have to actually have a BIOS file from a PlayStation 2, and there are tools that you can get um, where you can get that off of your PlayStation 2. I actually borrowed that tool from a friend. Um, you can find BIOSes online. That's another legality question that that um, I'm not really going to get into right now. Um, but basically, what what it, what you do is um, you can uh, import your settings and then uh, basically set up your controller. And it's set up for a PlayStation 2 controller, but I wanted to use the DualShock 4. And um, it's basically the same thing. There's a few other buttons on here that um, that uh, basically aren't, aren't going to be used, but they're basically the same. So uh, once I did that, I set up the controller, and it turns out that uh, on my system, it's a Core i7, Intel Core i7, and it's 8th gen, and... Um, it has pretty much run flawlessly. I tried a couple of games that I had, uh, like I said, on my shelf in my closet. One was a Tenchu game. Um, if you remember Tenchu, Stealth Assassins, that game uh, from, from years and years ago. Uh, the other one was a, an old WWE game called um, SmackDown Bring the Pain. Um, and uh, it, was, it was a game that I played in college with an old roommate of mine. We stayed up hours and hours and hours just beating the heck out of each other. It was a fighting game, wrestling game, and uh, brought back some really fun memories, let's say. Um, and uh, so, so I just wanted to play that for, for a few minutes. And uh, I have to say that it ran basically flawless. Now... Um, one of the things that I wanted to do is, uh, I really just didn't want to go through the whole season mode or, or, or that type of thing to unlock everything in the game. And it turns out that of course, um, you know, I'm probably not the only one to ever think of this. So, uh, online there are saved memory card files, um, for the PlayStation 2 that you can, um, basically uh, just download the file and uh, to kind of show you on Linux it's you have to have the hidden file showing you go into your .config file and then into the PCSX2 file and there's a memory card folder and when you're in that memory card folder you have two, two active memory cards 
And I've got a couple actually in here that I downloaded. I, I changed them to .old. Um, but there's the mcd001.ps2 and mcd002.ps2, those memory card one, memory card two. And um, the those are the ones that are recognized when you boot up. So I had to rename them to a .old file so that it wasn't uh, sort of picked up. Um, there are other ways to sort of input cheats. Um, you can get them on the internet as well to sort of unlock hidden features and that type of thing in games. I haven't gotten that far yet. Like I said, I just wanted to sort of experiment for a few days. Um, but... Um, the BIOS that I mentioned earlier, once you have your BIOS uh, information from your PlayStation 2, um, you you would put it in that BIOS folder. So in Linux, it's home. Uh, you go into the .config file, then the PCSX2 folder, and then um, you have all the different, uh, the memory card folder, the cheats folder, BIOS folder. Now, I'm not going to play... Uh, any games here on the show today, but um, I have to say that with an i7 processor, uh, really, uh, <laughs> it kind of brought me back quite a bit. Um, and I'm not a huge gamer, as I've said in the past, but oddly enough, it's kind of a funny story. Um, I was doing some grading um, and I was listening to a, a CD. I have a, an external drive plugged in um, over on my right over here, and uh, I've been listening to a lot of old music. And um, I had put a CD in and um, I was listening to it several hours before I had tried this and I turned my computer off and turned it back on and um, then I was uh, messing around with PCSX2 and as it, as it started to boot the ROM, my CD drive started spinning and it sounded exactly like the ps2 did because of the the ps2 would always spin up the cd and then you would have the the ps2 uh the playstation uh, screen pop up and that's what happens on pss ps pcsx2 that's not an easy name to say um so all of a sudden i just had this flashback of um playing the playstation 2 brought back some really good memories uh for me and that's really kind of what i wanted to share with all of you today um is is these emulators going way back now what i would probably do is um if i were going to play games like this um i know that the the uh PlayStation has backwards compatibility, and I actually looked into buying a used PlayStation 4, uh, you know, at, at this point in time. I'm not a heavy gamer. I'm probably not going to uh, keep this on my system uh, very much longer, um, but, uh, or if I want to play uh, something occasionally, um, you know, a couple times a year or something like that, I might might keep it, but, but um, I did purchase a PlayStation 4 controller and I have purchased all of those games in the past so in my mind I'm I'm still contributing to um, you know I, I, I bought something from PlayStation um, I'm sure PS4s have the backwards compatibility I'm sure they'll they'll work okay um, but this is sort of just um, an experience for me that I wanted to try um, and it was very easy to take my old games that actually still work and put them, uh, back them up with an ISO file and um, spin them up on PCSX2. And um, all that documentation is available online if you're interested in checking that out. It is available on Windows um, as well. 
And um, one of the things that I was looking into next is, have they made an emulator for PlayStation 3? Uh, they have. It's called RPCS3. Uh, it's a PlayStation 3 emulator. Now, your mileage will vary with this at this point in time, uh, depending on your hardware and your specs. Um, RPCS3 is the PlayStation 3 emulator. Apparently, a lot of issues have been worked out over the last couple of years, and things are really starting to improve now. So you may find that um, that that um, certain things will work, certain things will not work with this. And I have not had a chance to try out yet. Um, and I don't have any PlayStation 3 games to try. I don't really want to download the ROMs either. Um, one thing, one sort of word of caution, if you're going to download ROMs, make sure that um, the websites that you go to, make sure you download the .iso file or um, the, you know, you're going to have a one or two gig file um, and make sure you hit the right download button. So what I would do is I hit, the, if I'm over a, a download button, you'll see a little link pop up in the bottom of the screen and, uh, 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 sorry, not a link, a, a web address pop up in the download on the bottom of the screen. If you notice that screen, that address, it'll often have the file name tagged on the end of it. And you'll know that you're downloading the right file. Because a lot of these websites, they'll put like 17 different download buttons. And a lot of it is just garbage um, to uh, make you click on ads and that type of thing. Uh, so make sure you're downloading the, the right file, especially on Windows. Um, Linux, I wasn't all that concerned with. Um, and the reason... You know, Linux is pretty secure and I feel safer than I would on Windows. Not saying it's perfect, but um, definitely uh, took me some time to find uh, the files if I was looking for it. Uh, I sort of did this as kind of an experiment to see how it would work. And um, I ultimately ended up just downloading or um, using Brazero to uh, rip the, the file uh, itself directly from the game. So, um, just a little tip and word of advice if you're going to do that. The reason I did this is I wanted to see if modern hardware was capable of playing those old, um, you know, PlayStation 2 type games. I, like with with RetroPie, as I mentioned, it was easily to easy, very easy to play PlayStation 1 games. And um, I wasn't sure how it could... I mean, obviously the hardware from today is much different than the hardware from, from back then. And, um, of course it's going to be more powerful. So I figured there was a way to, to play, uh, PlayStation two games. It just took a little bit of learning. And honestly, it, it really wasn't all that much work. It was about, I would say 10 minutes of, of watching a YouTube video on how to do it. It's kind of grasping the idea, cop copying and pasting and, and, and just trying to figure out, um, what this was all about because I've never done it before. And the hardest part for me was actually the setup for the, um, the PlayStation four controller, which wasn't all that difficult except for the fact that I was trying to use that wired connection. Um, I was trying that, uh, I was assuming that Bluetooth wasn't going to work and it turned out the Bluetooth actually did work and the wired connection didn't work, which is kind of interesting as far as I was concerned. 
So the thing with Linux though is you need to have that terminal open um, and you need to have the device recognized before you open up uh, uh, PCSX2 to boot into the game. So you got to have the controller recognized, then you boot into the game. Um, and and um, as far as like frame rates and stuff like that, I didn't mess around with anything at all. I just, uh, I just played the game as is and it was like playing the PlayStation 2. So pretty interesting. I, I, and, and I was sort of brought this up on Discord asking if anybody ever emulated uh, games uh, for PlayStation 2. And I didn't really hear a whole lot of people did this. But you can use other controllers. You can use like an Xbox controller. You can use um, any other controller. And there may be other ways to get them to be recognized other than this DS4 DRV um, program. But... Uh, you can use any, basically any controller, even if it's not for PlayStation. And what you would do is go into that controller setting and just um, customize what buttons you want to use. And then, then you're all set. So um, this is sort of just a quick episode on um, PlayStation emulation. If you might be interested in that, check it out. Uh, it works very well. And um, your mileage may vary depending on your hardware. But um, that's my look at PCS X2, the PlayStation 2 emulator. And I hope that you all enjoyed that. If you have any questions, send me an email, mrptechreviews at gmail.com. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next time.